Take three wrestling podcast as my daughter says hello at the same time. We are live. It is Thursday night. It is 11 p.m. our time here on the East Coast. It is March 17th when we're recording. It'll be March 18th by the time this hits your ears or the 19th or the 20th, whenever the toolbox gets around to putting it up on his feed. Uh, he is not here tonight. It is me. It's Mike. I am joined again by Joe. Yo. Joe. Yo. And... Of course, we have the. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna name him the fourth member of the Take Three Wrestling Podcast uh, by default, and the definite better member of the show that is here this week. That is one, Mr. Big Jim. Yeah, what's going on, boys? Oh, you know, we're gonna talk about some fun stuff that happened uh, this week with our wrestlers of the week because uh, this was a pretty shit week. Hi, Dakota. Hello, how are you? Hi, Dakota. He says hi, everyone. A baby girl. She's the diva here. Yes, you are. Okay. So we're going to talk about the really bad week that was professional wrestling. Oh, it was not a good week. In the rest of the week category. Um, But I guess let's start it off with the unfortunate, tragic news that is going to basically be a story this entire episode. Uh, It is the untimely passing of one Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, um, found out, what was it, late Sunday? Yeah. When the was when the first things were starting to get posted uh, that Scott was in critical uh, condition and then was in uh, basically life support um, due to, I guess, blood clots that had moved during a surgery to replace his hip that had caused him to have multiple heart attacks. Um, unfortunately, uh we woke up Monday morning. Jim had sent Jim or Ernest had sent us a, a text in the in one of our group chats, and basically it was Kevin Nash's post about basically that they were taking Scott off of life support at some point today. Once his family got there, and they could they could get some things figured out, and uh, then it then it didn't look good, and it looked it looked really really bad, and then there was a spot where the, it came out that they had taken him off of life support at about twelve o'clock, and. People were like, "Oh, he he hasn't he hasn't given up just yet. He he hasn't taken the uh the the, the final fall yet." And uh, unfortunately, he succumbed uh, at some point Monday day. I don't necessarily know an uh, exact time. I just know that Waltman posted uh, that he was gone at about seven o'clock Monday night. Um, that radio. Yeah. There, there was there was still kind of like unsure around the time that Raw started, and then. When we're all started and they, they had the graphic, it was like, oh, fuck. Cause the last I had, the last I had heard was, was, yeah, they had taken him off of life support and, um, that, that was the last I had seen. And, and yeah, I think, I think we, we even touched on it on, on three count tonight that we were all just kind of hoping like, hey, maybe, dude, maybe he's going to pull like a Ric Flair. Cause like the, you know, a couple of years ago when Flair went through his hospitalizations and stuff, you, you there was that, there's a point where it's like it was really, really critical, and then he just kind of got better, and he's nature's being nature uh, right now. I mean, hell, I saw a video this earlier today of him drinking green beer in Tampa, Florida, and, and wooing at a bar like only Ric Flair can do. Um, he's doing lines of cocaine off of his soon-to-be 37th wife. Probably. Um, you know, so I think we all kind of had that that hope and that thought, like, hey, maybe uh, – Old Razor is going to do the same thing, and, and sadly, it wasn't uh, wasn't to be. Yeah, so. yeah. I was listening earlier today to the latest episode of the Jim Ross podcast that came out today, 
And during the recording, they first get the news that he's like on life support and stuff like that. And it's an interesting, it's interesting that they decided to leave all that in, you know, knowing at this point that like, obviously we know how things sadly turned out, but they left it all in. And it's an interesting sort of social experience to hear. Yeah. To hear this man and these people be like, Oh wow, let's keep an eye on this, but hopefully he pulls through. And you know, we it's sad knowing that we already know he didn't, you know? It was it's funny because he did pull through with all the issues that he had in his life and he did get sober and he was looking good and it actually makes this kind of a surprise because I think if this had happened 10 years ago, it wouldn't have been as much of a surprise to anybody. But it happening now, when he finally kind of turns his life around, was sadly very surprising. Yeah, yeah, that was that was another thing I said tonight. We were talking about it on three count. Is like, it's it feels like really, really kind of fucking tragic that um, that he you know he went through uh, the really dark dark days of his life and over the last couple of years he's he's done so much work to to clean his life up and um make amends and he gets into the hall of fame twice and he's you know giving back to the wrestling industry at, at independent shows and um you know doing classes at the performance center and um you know like just Kind of, I, I think, got a second lease on on his wrestling life. I mean, obviously, well past his in ring days, um, but but being able to share the knowledge that he has and, and all of that, and you know, has this hip. I, I didn't even know he had a hip injury. I guess he fell earlier this month or last month or something, and and so they had this, um, you know, they did this surgery, and then then just like that, he's he's gone, and it's just, um. You know, it's 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 just another one of those wrestling tragedies that we talk about all too frequently. That um, that that you know, you can just sit here and go, "Man, this sucks. This really sucks." It does. Um, I I will say that now that now that we can have the unfortunate idea of having to talk about Scott in past tense. Um, I, I think the closing line of his razor Ramon hall of fame speech is, is kind of where a lot of people are going to, especially from a fan perspective, try to sink their teeth into to remember, you know, and take, take what happened with, with, with Scott from the, the, the run as razor to the outsiders to then all of the personal demons that he had to fight, you know, um, Hard work does pay off and dreams do come true. You know, the bad times that everyone's going through will eventually go away. But if you're a bad guy, you sure as hell won't, you know, and I, and I, I, I love that inner, I love that speech. I love the close of that speech. It's probably one of my favorite hall of fame speeches. Um, In my lifetime, I've learned. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. 
Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Just, I mean, dude, the chills. Like we we played the same clip on on three count tonight, and and freaking my hair my hair's standing on end, and and. Yeah, and like seeing him get emotional, we talk about like you know you think Hall of Fame speeches anymore are, are so long and so drawn out, uh, and, and we covered somebody that that worked with him on the speech. It was like four minutes. He didn't want to wear out his welcome, and it was just you know to to close the way he did, um, man, just just it chills. That's I mean I I, I can't I can't say anything else really about that speech and, and that, that timeless clip that, that, well, a lot, you know, cause he's, he's gone, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's tragic. It's sad, but you know, the, the, the memories of, of him and, and, and his career um, for us that, that, that lived uh, with, with it, it just, man, it's, it's, it, we'll have that forever. He's never going away for all of us. No, absolutely. I think uh, I think I was on Twitter shortly after, and somebody posted something about uh, there needs to be a ladder match at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Title every year. And Sean Ross Sapp jumped on it and said, "Absolutely!" and just named it the Razor Razor Ramon Memorial Battle Royal ladder match. I said Battle Royal, didn't I? You did. You did. Sure did. I did. I'm I'm behind that, dude. You know, and everybody on this show, and now everybody on three count, I don't know how I feel about the Intercontinental Champion currently, uh, Rick Rick O'Shea. For those of you that don't know, go He's to uh, three, count, three counts. Uh, what is it? ThreeCountThursday.com. Yeah, go to ThreeCountThursday.com. Find our uh, T Public link. Any of our social media, too. Uh, we have the uh, the T Public link in the link tree. And there's a uh, there's a shirt actually I can pull it up probably really quick, um, but yeah it's it's the uh, Rick O'Shea he's still a dick. Change the belt. <clears throat> Where's the oh well, yeah that belt is fucking. Go back to the old belt and, and let whoever wins the ladder match at WrestleMania get the new belt, the new old belt. <clears throat> White belt. I would. Little squares on the side move. Perfect. Bring it back. You got Rick O'Shea. O'Shea. On the front. I would like to say, for he's still still a dick. So, for anyone watching this right now on YouTube, and obviously, like you were just showing the T-shirt, so like you're aware that there are some people watching this. You definitely just saw me on mute, like yelling very loudly and scream and like pointing and stuff. So I, I want to explain. I'm not insane. I am not Randy Orton. These are not the voices in my head. They do yeah. not talk. It is simply a six-month-old boxer who is named Rambo, which is short for rambunctious, because that's what homeboy be. And uh, I had to yell at him because he keeps fucking with the cat. Because he wants to be friends with the cat, and the cat is just like, I don't fuck with you. Like, you dirty-ass bitch. Like, I don't want to be fucking with you. All right. So for those of you at home, that, and if anyone that works at, like, children and family services, 
You just said that you were screaming at a six-month-old boxer. A, A, you shouldn't let your six-month-old box. B, why are you yelling at your kid like that? C, I wouldn't want to be friends with the dog either if I was a six-month-old stupid-ass bitch being fucked with me. Cat's like, no. That's real. This, this, is another, this is another picture that fucking gutted me. It's uh, oh, the old Asbro yes. figures. Yes, and, I saw uh, that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a... Unfortunately, too large collection. But was, not that, any, was, not that, was that Miss Elizabeth in the back with the coke under her nose? Oh, Joe, that is inappropriate. Although I, I wish they wouldn't have put Jimmy Snooker like front and center in the ring. But um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's, it's the Razor Ramon in the back with the Chris Bowflex <laughs> figure. I don't think he got a Hasbro figure. Um, yep. But it's. Um, yeah, it, 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 that one, that one freaking gutted me. We're going down the list of, of, on, on three count of the number of, of Hasbro figures that the, the mm-hmm. superstars are no longer, uh, with us, which is just awful. Oh, it's, and, and it's, and it's unfortunately a list that's going to grow. Sure. Just hopefully not at a rapid rate, like the, the list that already is there. Yeah. That I do was- feel like what's interesting is, and even in this situation, because it's not like, I mean, I guess, yeah, Hall, his heart was probably much weaker from all the drugs that he did over the years and the alcoholism and all of that. Probably didn't but, help. But you, it seems like now, and I think more so for the next generation, like for the guys who are big now in AEW and like the upcoming generation, the guys who are going to be wrestling for the next, let's be honest, possibly 30 years your hangman pages and your like young bucks and all that. I mean, maybe the young bucks, not another 30 years, but they could be around for at least another 15, 20. Your, your, your two man crushes, Sammy Guevara and Austin theory. Yeah, no, those guys are going to be around like probably long after both wrestling companies. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. Just wrestle every week in hot oil. It'll be fine. So it's interesting. This generation of wrestlers, take such better care of themselves that we won't be seeing as much of, oh my God, all these wrestlers dying at the age of 45, 50 years old, yada, yada, yada. So there's going to hit a point where we're not going to have a whole lot of wrestlers, I think, passing away. But we're also in a point now where all the guys who made it through the dying young from drugs and partying too hard and all of that, are now probably going to start kicking the bucket just from old fucking age. Like, honestly, Ric Flair can only kick out so many times. The man is what, like 87 now? Oh, yeah, he's he's not young, and he is not, he is not taking care of himself for a man that almost died like three years ago. Like, he, he is pretending it's 1976, and he's back in, you know, my wife says hello. Sorry. Hello. Joe? He's yelling at Rambo with his mic muted. Oh. Okay. His six-month-old child that he's yelling at. It's, 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 it's a puppy. It's a puppy, and he's over here fucking reenacting MJF and Chris Jericho with the fucking cat. The cat's just like, stop it. Like, this isn't oh. a festival of friendship. Wow. All right, let's move on to our first topic tonight. We're going to throw the ball over to 
our guest this week, Mr. Big Jim. Jim, what do we got for us? Yeah, so I, I kind of had this thought, um, and and it's a it's a topic, it's a uh, genre topic that that we go to um, multiple times, and and it's a it's a what if, if you will. You know, the God bless Creed. Um, but what, what if the outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, when, when, you know, of course they went to WCW and, and kind of really changed the wrestling industry. But, but what if they, what if they didn't? What if the, the outsiders didn't leave? Didn't, didn't take the, the money from, from Ted Turner? If Ted Turner wasn't giving guaranteed contracts and, and they just re-signed and stayed in WWF. Um, and, and like we kind of looked at, we kind of look at it at, at two different ways. Is 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 there anybody on the the roster at the time that that, that makes an impact over there in, in similar ways? And and you know, does 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 is there is there a Monday Night War? Is there uh, eighty three weeks? Is there the NWO? Is Vince ever in danger? Does Vince put them out of business sooner? And like. I'm not going to run down the whole list like I did on my show, but the, I, I, I have the like the list of, of the WWE roster, the WWF roster from 1995-96 because that's about the time we're talking. Yeah. And dude, it is it is not good. It like it, it, outside of them. So so I'm going to like hit that the, what I feel is like the heavy hitters at that point that 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 maybe could have made some sort of an impact if they moved over. Like Ahmed Johnson, Bam Bam, uh, Brett, Pillman, Bulldog. Um, Who's gone? So, wait, here's my thing. With all of those names that you just said, the factor that none of them have, that Hall and Nash both had. They can cut a promo? The cool factor, yes. The. Yeah. The the character just oozing off of them and their ability. Like those guys were able to show up in WCW for what, like two or three months before ever having to actually step in the ring and wrestle a match. Craig also makes a valid point. The other thing that they ha- that they have that the other guys that Jim has listed so far is height. Yeah, yeah. Those are both uh, two big son of a bitches coming over. If not, you could have sent the entire cruiserweight division to go beat him up if it was Brian Pillman and Bret Hart. Exactly. He's still a like, like what? You send Bret Hart over, and the long-term plan is he bores them all to death with his fucking promo inability. Uh, Jake Roberts, Jeff Jarrett, um, Mick Foley, Mister Perfect, Owen Hart. Here's also here's another point though. If we're to accept, if we're to accept the Eric Bischoff proposal that he's made on his podcast, that the concept of the NWO wasn't guys from WWE, WWF coming over. It was guys who didn't make it in WCW coming back as bigger stars. Then again, Almost nobody that you've named now on that roster, literally at that point, like you can't even argue Shawn Michaels at that point. Yeah, say Michaels was there, Sid Vicious, Steve Austin. Pillman and Austin. Pillman and Austin. 
then maybe. But then, but, but, but Gilman, <laughs> Gilman already had the the accident at that point, and uh-huh. Steve Austin is just starting to be Stone Cold. So well, I don't think. Joe, I was countering Joe's point of him saying that none of them really were ex WCW guys. Got it. Pillman lost work because they were the Hollywood blondes. It's, so is Sid. So is Sid it's Justin. Like, Sid Vader as well. Vader. Sid and his busted ankle. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing now, right? Imagine, okay? Picture it. It's, it's Monday. 1914. Yes. Sorry. It's Monday Nitro. The Brad Armstrong's in the ring wrestling, fuck who knows, probably a Volano, and, like, number seven, and down from the audience comes Psycho Sid, and the image is cool, the image is awesome, you're getting that, you're like, you know, he's coming out, he can still just be wearing blue jeans, and no shirt, he's got the body for it, he gets the ring, and he gets the mic, is the moment as cool as Scott Hall's, you all know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here? Or is it fucking Sid Vicious fucking up a promo, just being like, I'm the ruler of the motherfucking world? Oh, we're live, pal. Damn it. Right, exactly. Like, again, this is goes into where I'm saying, I think that they had too much of the cool factor. They had too much of the promo ability and the character ability that was necessary for this to get over the way that it did. But t- Tim brought up a great point on our show is, does this even have the impact if Nash is the first one that shows up? And I don't think that it does. No, like, because, I, Scott, because Scott got it over with the promo. Yes. Yeah. Like Nash delivering that promo, it doesn't hit the same. No. And also, too, Nash isn't the guy who should need to bring in reinforcements. Exactly. That's what Craig just said. With with Nash being the taller of the two, yep. him yep. bringing somebody in now makes him look weaker. Yes. And, like, and Nash, like, I mean, not that Diesel slash Kevin Nash wasn't cool, but you also think about the fact that, like, the last time a WCW audience saw him or <laughs> anybody in WCW remembers it, it's, Oz or Vinny Vegas. Like, you're like, why the, what the, like, why is Vinny Vegas here? You know what I mean? So like, (laughs) but Scott Hall, when, when you, so if, if, cause like, that's, that's the, that's the deal is you're seeing either Razor Ramon or Big Daddy Cool Diesel go rogue and show up on a program. Like Razor Ramon, yes. Like you, 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 I wasn't on me that time. Shit. Like Razor Ramon, you jazz up the gimmick, he has the Hawaiian shirts, whatever. But at the bottom line, like he's still just kind of like this like slicked back, greasy haired dude from Miami that like you're pretty sure could like fuck somebody up. So like he just shows up out of nowhere. I did see a, a meme that that plays this into into what you're saying. Razor Ramon is probably the only man that can show up in the middle of fucking North Miami and fucking, uh, yep. The, the, the Hawaiian shirt and fucking fuchsia colored pants with all those chains on and walk out unscathed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like he, like he was just that dude. Like it was just, it was the perfect storm. Like I've looked at this list when I made the list, I looked at it tonight on three count. Like I, I just I don't see anybody on yeah, the, the maybe only, 
maybe take her because of size. I don't even think Sean. As the first guy, as as the hall, you could have had Sean. Because, again, smaller guy who has to then bring in reinforcement. And then at that point, Hall could have been the reinforcement. Nash could have been the reinforcement. You have to then take into account. And I, and I know that people flip back and forth from channel to channel. Sean never had a run in WCW. The this fans is also... of WCW still remember that, that Scott Hall was there in some way, shape, or form. You think, you think there were some fans out there who weren't like, oh shit, it's Razor Ramon, who were just like, huh, it's the Diamond Stud. I wonder what ever happened to him. Happened to him? No, but I think that there are fans that will go, oh, he was on the other show, but we have seen him before. Let's see, let, let's see what happens. Where Shawn Michaels come in, it's, why is this fan with a long ponytail and jeans standing in the room? You gotta, right? you gotta remember too, this was per, like really pre-DX Shawn Michaels. So like, we're still talking like, beat up by guys in Syracuse, playgirl Shawn Michaels. Like, I, I don't smile yet. Right. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think we see him show up and go like, wow, like this, this is, this is groundbreaking. Like, I don't think Shawn Michaels was at that level yet. Like, if, 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 un, if Taker shows up, like, I, I think that would, that would be like an interesting, like, case study. If, if, if like, Taker would have to be the second man. But see, here's the thing, though, too. I'm going to say, if, okay. Two, the first man was Brian yeah. Pillman, and you gave him a microphone, and he went fucking, like, rogue. And the second man was Taker. You're like, oh, shit, this is a bunch of renegades that have gone rogue. Yeah. I think the unfortunate part with Pillman is by that point, he's already a broken broken man. Like, so, I think he had the accident at that point. Yes. So, wait, so two things. Number one... Beat up by five guys in Syracuse sounds like the plot to my next porno. Number two. Damn it. How did we stop the show for that long? Number two. The reason why I don't think Undertaker would have worked, though, is you also have to remember that we're talking about a point in time when he was still simply just the Undertaker. He hadn't transitioned into that more real version of himself, you know, American badass Undertaker where he's actually cutting promos and wrestling like a real wrestler and selling and having great matches, honestly, best matches of his entire career during that run at that point. He's not that guy yet. At this point, he's still just the pulling on the gloves and doing all that. Like maybe he's not a little bit darker because you're starting to get into like the Kane storyline stuff and his wrestling's on better. But for the most part, he's still just the dead man. He's still just the whole act. You're not bringing him in as that act to WCW because they didn't bring Scott Hall in as Razor. So if you have now, like the reason why it worked with Scott Hall not being Razor, but just being Scott Hall is because Razor Ramon was basically just Scott Hall being able to admit that he did tons of cocaine. You know, at the end of the day, he was playing himself. Just maybe the volume turned slightly up. Here's the deal: I think he I, didn't have that luxury. No, but 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 I I think what would be an interesting look and and thought is like there wasn't as much of like 
the white face, hair always, hair always covering his face. Like you knew what Undertaker looked like. Yeah. So I think if, if Undertaker shows up in just like a black sleeveless shirt, jeans and cowboy boots, and instead of like, like Razor walking through the crowd like he did, I think if a fucking Undertaker on a motorcycle cut like fucking bust out of the back and he just goes in and grabs a mic and, and kind of cuts the same sort of a, a, a promo. Of like, you recognize me, but you don't know what, like, you don't understand what's happening right now. Like, I, I, I think, I think that gets a reaction because you can easily look at Mark from Texas and go, you with the tattoos and shit and go, I know who that fucking guy is. What the hell is happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I, 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 and I get like, I get you want to have the smaller guy first, but I think if, if that dude shows up and is like, I'm the first, but I'm not the last. Yeah, no, that works. It works. I think that, I think that grabs the attention. So I, I, I think Taker's the only guy that could even. Grabs the attention. It also would then end up harming them because two weeks later when you bring Nash in, like you, like I always feel like the first guy had to be. The charismatic promo guy that needed backup because it's like, oh, you want to come in and try to take over my, my place? Well, I've got Kevin or I have, you know, the guys that I have here that I can then go get out of the locker room to come squash you like a bug. I have the, oh, why is that match? Already. Sorry. I just got, I just got confused. I'm trying to find the timestamp for the ladder match. So, all right. So back to my thought. Because, you know, squirrel. If you're going to have Taker, Taker would have to play the role of Diesel. So you'd have to find someone to play the role of Scott Hall. And a name that makes a ton of sense, and I get it, and this is one of those where it's – like Pillman would have made sense because Pillman being the loose cannon, you bring in Nash two weeks later to be his backup. And then Hogan basically takes the promo role and the leader of the NWO at Bash at the Beach. That makes sense. But the only other thing that I keep putting my finger on, and you'd have to go to a time machine here. Give me me the Bret Hart Hart Foundation when he went heel with him and Pillman and Bulldog, and Nightheart, and Owen, and have them be the group. They're all dead. Except for Brett. Correct. And he has a stroke hand. Oh, man. God, why? Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go with that shit, man. Stroke hand. Sorry. <laughs> Even you're laughing at that one, Jim. Your ears just fucked up. <laughs> let's go uh yeah so give me that heart foundation as being the rogue group that comes in because it also would have been a little bit more into the attitude era 
that's the only reason why I, I, I think that you could use them as a group. Because the only other group that had any kind of like long term like hilariousness was the Nation of Domination. Well, yeah. Hey, Farouk would have worked. Former world champion Ron Simmons. Well, but and, and, and that's the problem is, is is when you're looking at Luger, Vader, Simmons, um, Mick Foley, Piper. Who on the roster wasn't in WCW at some right. point? They, they had already all been it, there, and it was so close. And it's like. They're also guys that are, I mean, like Foley wasn't, but there, there's so many guys there that it's like, they're, they're kind of near the tail end. Like DiBiase is at the end. Perfect was at the end. Warrior, let's be honest, was at the end. Vader was at the end. Pillman at the end. That's the group that was Mick Foley, Sid Vicious, and like Hulk Hogan as the NWO. Oh my God. <laughs> but like, I, I just don't think. Like, and I, you know, and, and, it, and like my closing thought on it is like, I look at, I look at this roster and I go, man, thank God that Ted Turner was just handing out blank checks because if, if Hall doesn't show up first and Nash doesn't show up second, we don't get the NWO. We don't get Hulk Hogan turning heel. We don't get Monday Night Wars. We don't probably get the WWE Attitude Era. So, like, I don't even know if we get to, because depending how things play out with the curtain call and however you want to believe that whole story, we might not get Austin 316. We might not end up getting The Rock. We might not. Like, the, the ramifications of, of the, the what, what would happen to the wrestling industry. Uh, I think WCW goes out. I think WCW goes out a lot sooner. Um, I, I, I don't know if we get, I don't know if we get TNA. I don't know what happens to the indie scene. Like wrestling as, as we know it today, and you can crap on it all you want, your certain companies, whatever people can. But like, we, we don't, I don't know if we get to where we are. I, I do think we get TNA because Jeff Jarrett is like Thanos. He's inevitable. Wow. But where is he getting the money? Bro, where did he get the money in 2002 in the real timeline? But I, mean, I don't understand these things. I mean, he—I think he probably got fucking paid by Vince and Turner throughout the Monday Night Wars more than he ever needed. And but also, if WCW doesn't have the rise that it does, even though it fell apart, and and that's why TNA started with weekly pay-per-views and stuff. But if, if WCW, WCW doesn't rise the way it does, making WWF rise the way it did, why the fuck is anybody giving Jeff Jarrett, uh, like a Jeff Jarrett startup promotion even the time of day? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just, I don't see a scenario where any of this stuff happens. Yeah, you're not wrong. The one thing I will say, I do think that because they're slightly less related, I think ECW still goes out of business. Well, yeah. Paul Hammond could only post date a check to keep the lights on for so long. Unless Shaw gets involved with them. I think Tim pointed that out on our show. Well, so, but like, I think ECW eventually still goes out of business. And I think Ring of Honor still exists. Because Ring of Honor comes out of ECW dying, and then 
the whole indie scene as we know it, and a lot of the guys that came up there, basically your AEW, like, I think AEW still ends up being a thing. I think AEW was inevitable for the way a lot of the other side of the wrestling industry grew. You know, the side away from the WWF. Craig just snapped his fingers like Thanos. <laughs> well, I mean, you used the Thanos reference, so. But, no, but you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I, I think that, I think you might be right that maybe TNA never exists, but I don't know that we don't still get to AEW because I think that that's an alternate thing. Because ECW, ECW was already happening. ECW was already a success. ECW would have eventually died, and Rob Feinstein would have taken five minutes away from the Nickelodeon kids' chat rooms to mm-hmm. realize that he had to do something for his little video website to still make money, and Ring of Honor would have still happened. But, but like... I think part of the thing that made the initial launch of AEW as cool as it was and as big of a deal as it seemed was a major wrestling company returning to the Turner network, Mm -hmm. all of that. So like, and whether they, you can believe any, any side of the story that you want but you can't tell me that there wasn't part of the birth of AEW that was WCW went to war with WWE. They lost their funding and they went belly up. Mm-hmm. Now we have a billionaire and his money mark son who theoretically speaking has infinite resources to do what the original WCW didn't and couldn't like the whole thing was, was the idea of creating this buzz and this, and this underbelly in this war. But, I, I, I don't know if that exists, but I think that WCW getting the level that it did. But I think that WCW, I, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Cause like, obviously I, I think that like WCW still would have gone out of business. I think all of that still would have happened probably the way it happened, no matter what, like WCW could have, could have basically somehow driven WWF out of business. And if the executives at AOL Time Warner decided they didn't want it, they still would have not wanted it. It still would have died. <laughs> um, but it is a fair argument to question whether or not it would have ever been as popular as it got. I mean, because, right, the wrestling industry and fandom blew up exponentially at the end of the 90s. It was at a point right. that it again and it's is tony khan as big of a wrestling fan without the monday night wars and stuff to become somebody who wants to like quote unquote save wrestling like he's 39 he's a year or he'll be he'll be 40 this year he's three years older than me like yeah i'm 38 i get it like without Without the Monday Night Wars and what wrestling used used to be, I, I I I don't I I just don't know if there's a passion for like an Adderall addicted cokehead to 
want to spend a billion dollars in the professional wrestling world right now. Need more Adderall. <laughs> and but more it's, it's it's a wild thought, man. Like it, and like I said, if if Nash if Nash goes first, I don't know. I I agree with that. It, you know, it might be just as bad than than if they don't go at all. Like mm-hmm. it's the the perfect storm that was Scott Hall walking through a crowd, grabbing a mic. And basically being like, yeah, what the fuck's up? It, w- it forever has changed this industry. So, so before we move on, uh, I, I didn't get to listen to the beginning of your guys' show on this day. Uh, is today the anniversary of 18 or was yesterday the anniversary of 18? Yeah, it, it's today. We actually didn't hit on this day today because we, we started talking about Scott Hall and then it, it just, it felt weird to go from like, Hey, this guy died to. Like it just it, it it had a weird feel to it, so I was like, I made an executive decision. Uh, to so skip on, this, on, on this day was eighteen, where Scott Hall took one of the best stunners of all time the, from the fucking one of the best. Yeah. Also today at two thousand, Beyond the Mat came out. Yep. And uh, I I will mention this one because I'm I'm at, I'm on the Twitter on this day in WWE on Twitter. Um, twenty five years ago. Arn Anderson retired or, or basically said how bad his back injury was. Fast forward five years at that WrestleMania gives Undertaker one of the best Arn Anderson spine busters of all time in the no disqualification match against Ric Flair. Unreal. I love this industry. So we go from if I take another bump, I might get paralyzed. So Mr. Perfect. You can have my spot too. You know what? It is WrestleMania. Fucking Taker's taking a spine buster. <laughs> and fucking twenty years later, he's taking falls off of a goddamn stage in AEW. Jesus, my back is broken. It's final. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the watch along. Spinal. We're gonna go to the watch along now. Uh, for those of you who haven't already, go to the cock. What's, what's right, the on cock? The cock. right on the cock. I'm pay for the cock. <laughs> Timestamp one hour fifty four minutes exactly is where we have it queued up currently. All right, I, I gotta get there. I figured as much. You just left the show on and it was running while we were talking, correct? Yes. Also, Joe timed out. <laughs> also, seven minutes left. Akron has UCLA on the ropes. Hey yo! Okay, what, what's the timestamp again? I forgot. An hour fifty-four minutes exactly. One hour fifty-four minutes exactly. All right. Well, I, I got. It's playing an ad. I'm I'm a cheap bitch. I don't pay for the ad list. Yeah, no, I don't either. I got, I don't even pay. I don't. I. That's what. That's where this soundbite came from. I don't pay for the cock because <laughs> I, I have Xfinity TV and internet, so mm-hmm. I literally do not pay. Oh, they give cock for free. So, yeah, you get you get the cock for free with yeah. um with. That's the problem. Even, even if you just have Xfinity internet, because I I we were looking into potentially canceling our cable. And doing like one of the streaming services, but like if you have Xfinity Internet, you can you can get a one free, um, it's like a streaming box from them. 
that mm-hmm. comes preloaded with Peacock on it. So like you 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 can as long as you even get their internet, you can you can get the cock for free. So I'm not there yet, but can I just say the point that I am at? Alundra Blaze is a really attractive man. All right, I'm moving forward. Oh, oh, oh Deucey. Good old Deucey. Gotta love Deucey over there. Jeez. All right, it's almost He's looking late. rough uh, lately. I will say that I saw... Um, Before. Rough, I will say. I love that I just opened up Twitter. And the first thing I see is Ryan's tweet about waiting for the new Wordle of the day. Yeah, it's coming out soon, right? About 15 minutes. God, I love that game. How do you you Wordle? This is a real question. Because I tried to find the app and I couldn't find it. It's not an app. It's through the New York Times website. You You have to Google Wordle and it'll take you to the New York Times website. Really? Yeah, it's not an app. It's it's. It's literally on the New York Times website because it got bought by the New York Times. That's so weird. Yeah, because when I first heard about it, I looked for the app and I'm like, I'm not seeing what everybody else is seeing. And then somebody had to give me the Iggy that it was, yeah, it's a website. That's so weird. Yeah, I wordle, I hurdle, and I quirtle. And it fucking, quirtle pisses me off. What is quirtle? So it's 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 like Wordle, but it's four boards at one time. And when you guess a word, it places that word on all on all four. And it's four different words. So it, it will it will present to you. Um, so if you're well, by the time this comes out, the, today's Quirtle will already be dead. So, it, I mean, it, it's literally four different words. And you and. Like, so the first word I guessed was ideas. So, like, in the top left word, it gave me the I, the D, and the A. Mm-hmm. The second, the, the top right word, I didn't have any letters. The, the the bottom left, I had the I and the D. And the bottom right, I had the S. So you, you go, and I think you get, you get a maximum of, I think it's nine guesses to get all four. Okay. So it's, you, you have to be, you have to be really kind of calculated in 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 how how and when you guess like you, you have to start narrowing down it's a fucking mind fuck and i and i and i'm pissed that it's ryan's fault i started doing wordle i told myself i wasn't going to do any of these other ones just give me one damn word a day to figure out and then that fucker sent me the link to quartal and i i i can't not do it and it, and it pisses me off because now i got i got all four today but most days i get three of them and the you know, fourth one pisses me off. You know, there's a dirty one, right? Oh, I'm sure there is. I forget what the name of it is, but it's like, wait, I'm going to Google dirty, dirty wordle. Dirty wordle. That might bring up something. That might bring up some completely different joke. Are you, are you trying no, it's to? Called, it's called Loodle. Loodle? Yep. L-E-W-D-L-E. Oh, I spelled Loodle like poodle. But yeah, that makes a lot more sense of Loodle. Four? Is it four letter words? No, it's still five letter words. It's one hour, 54 minutes? Yes. Okay, I'm about to be there. That's what he said? I mean, sometimes. All right, I'm there. Well, I'm looking at The Undertaker. That's what he said. (laughs) Am I on the right WrestleMania? Ten? 
Is the Undertaker on your TV? Oh. Uh, go go past the Undertaker. You should but, see. You should just see a shot of the ring with uh with the Fink and the belts at one five four. With that great. Uh, you're at like one fifty three fifty six. No, it had me. That was at one five four for me. Oh, the fucking cock is such a. She's a fickle cock. All right. I, I will I'm, say that you pay that. I'm at 154.40. Wow. Are you staring at how? Let's face it. It's easier for you guys to just meet me at this point. Where is there anybody in the ring? No, I'm looking at title belts. Looking at title belts. What the fuck is Joe? It's 154.40. You can't go back. No, it makes more sense for you guys to go forward now. I don't, I don't know that 154.40 is gonna be the same for us though. Isn't that is this some Mandela effect shit? What's going on? Yeah, title belts at 154.20. That's probably what I am. So Joe, keep keep pause. Okay, okay. Let me let me get to let me get. There's also bullshit that that, that, that there's different timestamps on it. But yeah, let me let me get here to one because I think Mike and I are on the same we're on the same cock. So let me get to one fifty four twenty. When you're zoomed right, in, no. one fifty four forty. There are there is a picture. There the belts are still there. Baron, I have at one fifty four twenty. Yeah, that's that, what I'm looking at. Okay, at one fifty four forty, it's still the same photo. Is that where you're at, Mike? Yes, I'm at 154.40, and it and it's still frozen on the title belts. Okay, let me let me get there. I won't drop my iPad again. <clears throat> no promises. All right, 154.30. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Words I've never said to my wife. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And his balls are huge. It's kind of awkward. It's like put right. some pants on, dude. It's weird that you're staring at your dog's balls. Or- I'm, I don't want to. They're just there. That's what he said. <laughs> All right, I'm at I'm at 154.40. All right, we will go. Uh, basically, if you're gonna watch along with us and listen to our hilarious commentary of this match, uh, you can start your peacock in five, four, three, two, one. So we got some shiny title belts. I love those. You know, I was at this show, right? Yes. As a child, at the at the tender age of ten, because my aunts got me tickets for WrestleMania ten for like Christmas that year. So I was there. I was in the stands here somewhere. I'm just sexy and and at the time because I didn't know that Mike. I don't know were you alive? And um, how old were you? What year was this? 95? 94. 94. All right, so I just had my fifth birthday. Okay, so I was 10, because I'm always the same age as WrestleMania, which is weird. Big time. So much larger than life. Yeah, I'm, I'm like one year behind WrestleMania. Me and WrestleMania, like, I always turn, like, I'm always the age of the WrestleMania we go to. Like, we're going this year to 38. I'm 38. 
Next year we'll be at 39. I'll be 39. So you're actually older than WrestleMania. On and so forth, because that is how math works. Yeah, I'm actually the same age as, as WrestleMania. So you're actually older than WrestleMania, Joe. You're yes, a year older. Months. But it, because the way it works out, like, I'm that kid who, like, would be younger in school because my birthday was in the summer. I'm just the sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. How, how great Shawn Michaels' mullet was at, at WrestleMania 10. It was the sec, but I will say his mullet was th- ranked third for head of hair in, the, in this match. Number one, obviously, Razor Ramon. Number two, Howard Finkel's hairpiece. Oh, my God. Sal Sir, uh, Sly Sterling. Yeah, absolutely. So good. You're like, how fucking cool is Scott Hall? Yeah, see, Seriously. This, this is why it makes sense that he was the first man. Fuck, man. So the the only thing that I remember from being in the audience during this match, like, because I'm 10 years old, I was sitting on the side of the crowd that actually got to see all of Shawn Michaels' ass. Jesus and, and I always and held that. That's how it started for Joe. That is... That was the moment. I was like, look how hairless it is. And, like, it's just, we ran from there. Oh, my. It was at this point that Joe knew he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Razor's ass ain't so bad right there. Damn. Jesus. Come on, man. He's dead. He's not here. He's not. Is that a thing? Like, if a porn star dies, are you not allowed to watch their work anymore? I don't know. I've never, I don't, I don't think that I've ever. How would you feel? Okay, wait. How would you feel like, like, Saturday night, the wife's out of town, so you pop one out on Pornhub, because we support them, and then the next day, you somehow come across an article, and it's like, porn actress dies, yada, 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 and you're like, uh-huh, interesting, and you scroll through, and you're like, motherfucker. That's the girl. Like, that's the girl that was between the three guys. I, like, oh, shit. I fucking, like, I fucking lost at least five babies yesterday to her. If I find out after the fact, if I found out after the fact, I, I don't think I have an issue with it. It's like if I find out on Friday night and then I go Saturday night, I'm like, well, I might as well do this because she's already in my head. Like, I think that's where the problem is. Yeah, Katie Vick called. It's definitely when you find out that she's dead. Right. If you don't if you don't know, like like if you like if you're like, hey, by the way, she's dead, hold on, let me go let me go to my Google search real quick. No way. But like, so like that's, okay, like real talk. Here's like, after the fact. Like, favorite, can you revisit it? So one of my favorite websites that I used to go on when I would watch porn, I actually don't watch porn anymore for the most part. I just acted it. And when I would watch porn, though, I used to really enjoy Brooke Straight Boys. And I know factually someone from a whole bunch of the early videos died, like, years and years ago. And part of me is just like, am I not allowed to ever watch his videos again? Because some of them were kind of hot. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta self-eval. You, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not here to judge. I don't think I could do it, but, uh, you know. But the, it does that way with wrestling, right? Like, it's okay to still watch, like, Chris Benoit matches. I just saw the fact that Earl Ebner just ran right into that camera, by the way. Yeah, not sure even, did. Just ran uh, uh, I mean, yeah, if, if you wanna, 
I don't know that I ever like seek out Chris Bowflex matches on purpose, but like if I'm I come upon a match that he's in, wow, that is a nasty bump, by the way. The 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 through the middle rope just That's flat so back on the floor. <laughs> Fuck that hurt. That hurt me. Um, I'm, I'm just glad that we've officially adapted the name Chris Bowflex. <laughs> well, like I don't, I don't like to say the actual name. On a, I, on a show. I enjoy Diesel's outfit here because it's like, let's make him a tough guy, but also let's make him like in an 80s electronica band. Oh, no. the, the, the silver pants with the black no. chaps? Yeah. This, this Diesel look is what the Young Bucks have been using for the last fucking 15 <laughs> years. They were like, he's tall, uh-huh. it's got silver, and it's got tassels. It's got motherfucking tassels. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, and he can pull off those really cool glasses with it. Let's go. Super kick. Great sideburns, too, on, on Big Kev. His mullet was actually not that bad here, either. I was going to say, that's actually a pretty good mullet in and of itself. Also <laughs> impressive, he made it to the back without blowing his quad out. <laughs> so so that's a, that, that's a WrestleMania first. Good firm. Good firm. Love how he had to duck to go back. Also, this was one of my favorite WrestleMania stages, by the way. Yes, same. The the X that splits and then goes back together. Can I admit, it wasn't until, like, I don't know, about a year or two ago that I realized it was just people doing that. Wait, what? It's people. Like, there's people that are moving it back and forth. You can see their hands. I never, I, I was today years old. When I found that out. <laughs> like, literally, that's breaking news. To <laughs> like, I thought it was on some, like, automatic track or something. No, you literally didn't two motherfuckers sliding them back and forth. It was like how if you look really closely, you can see it was a dude in a wig being Buffy the Vampire Slayer's stunt double. Un- fucking real i you know spoiler alert after this show is over i'm going to go watch more matches on wrestlemania 10 just the entrances <laughs> <laughs> like just, we're looking for these fucking hands sliding them doors open and close oh fucking shit also like you would never see this today with you seeing the cables under the yeah no or like the blue apron under the black apron. Yeah. Like little production details that that's what I love about old wrestling, like old WWE, especially like the, the, the details. I mean, hell, the, the fact the ladder's not painted black. Like that it's just a fucking Home Depot uh, ladder. Depot special that we bought on, on the way in. You know, and like, so you have, you have black ring apron, black and gold ropes. Blue posts. I've heard Never that they, I've heard they use wooden ladders now that they just paint to look like they're steel. That wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Really? No. Like if. There is. Well, maybe maybe some of the ones for the 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 the, the 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 bigger spots, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe like one that you know has to hold, like Keith Lee. Right. And let's not forget. Let's not forget the one. The one ladder match at the Big Show literally like stepped on a on, on a 
thing and it literally snapped. I mean, also, why the fuck was a big show in a ladder match? Like, let's the think this through. The match last weekend was when Orange Cassidy literally tried to climb up anything and everything to grab the big oversized Sonic the Hedgehog ring. Sucks. That, did you see the video? Like, did you want go watch that back on the yes. show? The camera angle on that sucked so much ass compared to the view that we got live. Mm-hmm. That was such a markout moment. And then you watch it on TV, and I bet everyone watching at home was just like, okay, it's kind of cool, but it's not that cool. Like, you had to have, it had to be a wider shot. You had to be able to see that he was trying to make it for the title. Yeah. The, the, the oversized the, the hedgehog rings, sir. There was no title belt up there. Right, you're right. The, the, like, everybody wants to bitch about WWE's production with cameras anymore. And don't get me wrong, terrible. AEW, just as bad. There was something like the Wednesday night on Dynamite. This week I feel like at points it's worse. Yeah. yeah. Like, I forget what it was. Was it something? Oh. oh. I actually see. I there's a ladder like that. Yeah, this fucking match is more brutal than I remember. I think WWE is great with camera angles. I think they their editing needs work. They, they, they change cameras too much. too much. Yeah. Yeah, there's too many camera cuts. When you can count, like, 36 cuts in a four-minute segment, yeah. you're like, no, it's too much. You. This is how you give people seizures. Yeah. It, well, I think, and I, I want to say, might have been Tim that, that, that pointed out, like, you change so many camera cuts, it doesn't give your brain the opportunity to realize things that they're doing wrong. I think his ass is coming. I don't think that's how it works, Joe. No, I know what I mean. <laughs> I think the moment where, like, it changed my life forever. Why am I coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah, make it happen. There we go. Hey, we know side of the hard camera I was on. Ooh. Uh, I think I'm about ninety six percent sure we know why this is your favorite wrestler of all time. <laughs> well, I was sitting in Madison Square Garden and I saw Shawn Michaels Brown Eye and now <laughs> now he's my favorite wrestler of all time. If anybody shows their ass on any independent shows this next weekend in Texas, Joe's going to have a new favorite wrestler. How on a show that started with Little Richard, Scott Hall still has the best perm. It's true. 100%. But, but like, so we were discussing this, among others, on on three count of old WrestleManias that sucked. Outside of this match, and I love that spot, by the way, but outside of this match... Brett and Owen. Brett and Owen. Now, Tim said he enjoyed the mixed tag. It was 609, Bam Bam and Luna versus Doink and Dink. Okay. It was was short enough not to suck. I'll even give you that. The rest of this show, bad. Yeah, you had two Yokozuna fucking world title matches. Hot garbage. Yeah, not good. Uh, Randy Savage versus Crush in a Falls Count Anywhere. That was less than 10 minutes. That that, That you had to somehow get back to the ring. Yeah, how how does that even work? It's not like that's not a fall. Like that's a literally fucking count out. So how are you counting people out in a fucking falls count anywhere? Uh, Randy Savage don't follow no rules. Haven't you ever seen him in a Royal Rumble match? It's true. Alundra Blaze defeated Leilani Kai in three twenty. Men on a mission beat the Quebecers in seven forty one. Count out. 
this was the longest match at 1847. The second long, oh no, the Bretton Owen was 2021. You had Earthquake defeated Adam Bomb in 38 seconds. That, that's a travesty. Adam Bomb should have won. So bad. Okay, okay. can we talk for a minute, like real talk? Speaking of Mandela effect shit, I swear to you, both guys in Chronic were dead. He put money on it last week that both were dead, by the way. Who was the other guy? In, was Adam Bomb in Chronic? Yes. Yeah, him and fucking... Um, and it's, Crush is dead. Oh, yeah, Crush, Crush is dead. They both passed away at some point. This is Mandela effect. Oh, yeah, no, dude. Like, um, fucking Adam Bomb does the, the fucking convention <laughs> circuit. I swear to you, this man died like a decade ago. So what happened was I was talking to Joe about the WrestleCon shows. And I was like, oh, I wonder who's making an appearance. Because I think think we're even joking about talking about one of Sonny's arrests. And I was like, oh, I guess she ain't coming to fucking Dallas now. And then I was like, well, maybe she still is. Maybe she got a work release fucking for him. I don't know. (laughs) See what happens. So the first name that pops up, because it's alphabetical, is like Adam Bomb. And I'm like, dude, Adam Bomb is going to be there. And he's like... No, Adam Bomb's dead. I'm like, like, no, Crush is dead. Listen, no, listen. I know at this point, between people who listen for Big Jim and people who listen because we're on Ernest's main feed, we have like a whole 20 listeners now. If any of you out there are from my timeline, please tweet at us and let us know how you remember that both members of Chronic died. Because I swear to you, this is a thing. <laughs> to me that I'm not alone. Baron Stain, my brothers, Baron Stain. Brian, Brian Clark's dead. Adam Bomb's still alive. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Fucking bomb. Dude, but, but when you're talking about the Mandela effect and stuff, like, have you noticed, like, if WWE tweets out a picture, even like an old picture, where, where a superstar is holding the winged eagle belt, they have edited the photos that the WWF logo is not on the belt. Correct. I did not know that. Yeah, and, like, there was points where I had to look up, like, I'm like, wait a minute, where the logo, like, it, seeing it convinced me in my brain that the logo was never on the belt. It was. It was, because I've gone back and I've and I've seen it, like, on, on old pay-per-views I've watched, and, like, you can even go back and, and look at just, you know, Winged Eagle belt, and you can see old pictures of it from so- where... Uh, and I Rick get why, Rick because it's part of the lawsuit thing, but, but the, the fucking Mandela effect shit is real, because I, I have gone, did they really not have the logo on the belt? But they didn't. At, at WrestleCon. Um, Maybe he'll make an appearance somewhere. But but if, if you can get your, I don't know how much he's selling them for, probably way too much. But the if you can, Footballs? The, the Atom Bomb footballs, if you can get your hands on one of those... Grab one and send one Big Jim's way because that to me is such a fucking great piece of wrestling memorabilia. It'll go right over here next to the urn and the and the microphone, right there on the little table. I'll see what I can do. I make no promises. I, I appreciate that, dude. Like these guys just fucking threw themselves around this ring. What what would have happened if that ladder would have broke? Like, do you think they had a do you think they had a backup ladder? No chance. Like, like, I just see them like casually lowering the title so you could reach them from inside the ring. 
stack, stack like six chairs on top of like them. I don't think like anybody was playing they, they were probably thinking like oh you know this ladder is not gonna break <laughs> they're just fucking throwing throwing themselves around like I like I just love it I love the fact that you still see the fucking warning stickers and stuff that's like that they the warning stickers definitely say do not use this in a fucking professional wrestling match I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know I, if the Home Depot on 23rd Street was there in 1994, but if it was, this is where they bought this ladder from. Uh, I, I, will say, I will say this, though, speaking of WrestleCon, um, there is a strong chance that I try to go because Session 3 and 4, uh, arguably the greatest... Uh, oh, oh, shit, that ladder broke. <clears throat> that ladder did. Yeah. Ar- arguably the greatest light heavyweight of all time and my favorite... Dominic Mysterio? Oof, Jesus, why? Ricochet? He's still a dick. <laughs> uh, the, the, the immortal Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, very nice. Will be there. So I may have to go to the picture because at the end of the day, need or Liger. Oh, my God. Dude, Scott Hall was a monster in this match, man. Yeah, he's dead. He, this match, this match, this match. Well, that like never thought of him as being this like really big guy, but he really was. He's he was like what what was he billed at? I don't even remember. Yeah, that's, that's six seven two eighty seven. Yeah, six seven. I don't know why, but I always thought of him as not being as big as like Undertaker and guys like that. But like I mean, he, he is. Flinch is shorter than Taker and Ned. I guess that's true. Oh, man, six seven. Jim, you guys should try to get a booth at WrestleCon Los Angeles. You know, that's probably not a terrible idea, Mike. That that super kick spot was fucking awesome. So good, dude. Like we we're gonna be at um I don't know where your listenership uh all covers, but we're all over the world. Um, e to Shining Sea. March 26th, we are going to be at the 2300 Arena. I think Matt, maybe Mark. Oh, my God. Go have a cheesesteak from Tony Luke's for me. The uh, the 2300 for the um, the Icons convention. Mm. Yeah. Um, the Kirk, Riley Madison will be at our table. Maybe uh, 71. But, uh, oh yeah, speaking of cheesesteaks, I, I just found out. So there's a, uh, relatively new casino about 52 minutes from my house that has a Tony Luke's in the casino. And I'm like, I'm, your face. I'm going to lose so much money and get so much fatter mm-hmm. at this goddamn casino if I ever go. Cause I will just eat fucking cheesesteaks and gamble my money away. <laughs> <laughs> I see no problems with any of this. As someone who lost enough money today betting the NCAA tournament, oh, feel your pain. I mean, it's not that I lost a lot of money. It's just, Uh-oh. you know, some. some so, I, I had a couple of five dollar bets. Uh, everything within reason of of the ballpark. But when you hit three out of four, and you just see your one team flush everything down the toilet, you just. Oh, Are you talking about Kentucky? Uh, so what I did was I actually took, and I, I'll do it again tomorrow because it's what I do. 
basically I take the four games from the time slot and I pick somebody from each game. So I have a reason to watch all four games. Oh, nice. So, but yeah, yeah. John Calipari really fucked me because I had him in like two extra ones that I put in for like the entire day. Well, why yeah. would you bet any kind of money on John Calipari? The, the same reason why I would send mo- spend money on a trip to Dallas so that you can dream about Shawn Sh- Michaels' ass some more. I can do that all the time. Joe, do you want to go rub that for him? I think I think I think something hurts. I was going to say, I think I, Joe never wanted to be a wrestling rope more in his life. <laughs> he, like, spent some good time on there, too. Like, he really teabagged that thing. He let him know. He let him know where he was from. Right? He was like, here's my P's and my Q's. Ooh, Tennille Dashwood's going to be there. And Tony Storm. Sorry, I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking at the Tony, Tony Storm is uh, entering the OnlyFans world. Yeah, but it won't be anything like. Right, like that was my thoughts. Everybody's getting all worked up about. It. I'm like, hey, remember when Scarlett Bordeaux said she was going to do it, and then it was not worth it. Yeah, like that's that's all that's going to happen. Great match, dude. I love this match. Fantastic match. <gasps> Ultimate Dragon's going to be there, Joe. We got to get a belt. We got to get a picture with Jackie Eight belts. Oh my god. Yeah, uh me and Joe officially named Ultimo Dragon Draggy Eight Belts. For his Can we get a photo where he just has us over each of his shoulders and wear two of his belts. Uh, then that makes him Draggy Ten Belts. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if Draggy can pick me up. I believe in him. He picked up like eight of the Volanos all at once once. It's fine. That's true he did. God damn it, UCLA, you sacks of shit. Uh oh. Over. Yeah, minus minus thirteen and a half, then one by four. Real douchebags. Uh, all right, so before we go on to uh, my topic, anything else you want to add about this great ladder match and why it's the greatest ladder match of all time? No, not really. Yeah, no, I mean it. It just. I remember watching this as a kid and, and like not like, I never had a thought that like, Oh, this, this is something that can be done. And it just, it it is a reminder of, um, it's a reminder of just like a, a just a good friggin' classic match, man. It, it was that good. And it probably is one of the gimmick matches that has made the most sense in terms of gimmick. Because it was, it was built, it's always been built a lot of times around a title. So it's something, you know, you're hanging that actually is a value. And you have to use this ladder to get there. But also, too, you've got a fucking ladder. So why wouldn't you just smash your opponent in the face with it? It, it? It makes logical sense in a business where half the time we've got in matches that involve guys ending up in electric chairs. You know, like, at least this makes sense. True. You're not wrong. Abdul the Butcher being stuck in an electric chair made no sense. No. No, it did not. Alright. Your topic? Yep, let's wrap it up here. My topic for this week, um, Scott Hall never won the big one in 
WWE or WCW, um, was a multi-time Intercontinental Champion, multi-time Tag Champ, multi-time United States Champion, as well as a TV Champion one time in WCW. Um, So my question here, and it's Scott should have won the title, I feel, multiple times. And I feel like there were times that it would have made a lot of sense for, for Scott to get a run, even if it was a transitional champ or something along those lines that would have been fun so my question is to you i want you guys to pick a time in scott hall's career that you think that he should have gotten the world title whether it be a five minute reign a five month reign a year reign whatever you want to do with it is your choice but try to pick a spot or two where you think scott could have and probably should have been world champion Oh man, that's um. You're the guest, so you get to go first. Even though you're not really a guest, you're on here more than Ernest is. I was but... gonna say oh, he's the fourth member. Um, man. So this could either be WWE or WCW, right? Or both. If you have one for both. I mean, I I can't necessarily think of any specific time in WCW, but I mean, fuck, who didn't hold the WCW? title in in that nwo right you know what i mean like how how does how does he not end up with it at some point in that run um man i'm trying to think his his match with brett at the rumble was that that was before 93 that was right before the hogan wrestlemania 9 win Cause I, I feel like, I feel like that was, that almost feels like height of power. Even though he didn't get the intercontinental until, till this point, like that, that just felt, I was like, man, just, just fucking pull the trigger. It's funny. I actually said this to Craig before we came on the air. That was the exact time that I pinpointed in his WWEF reign. I said that he should have came in when he came in and debuted and, and had, had the look. They should have capitalized on it right there. Yeah. Brett won the title at a house show in October and then lost it to Yoko at Mania. I said that I felt like Razor winning the title, even if it was for a month, winning it at, say, Survivor Series and then losing it back to Brett at Rumble to lead to Yoko, to Hogan, and and the, the bullshit that ensued afterwards. But a heel tactic from a guy like Razor Ramon to win the world title within the first couple months that he was in the company, and then Brett has the ultimate underdog story that he has to go through Razor. Yoko wins the ti- wins the Rumble match, so now he ends up going through everyone, all of these big heels. He goes through Razor, eventually loses to Yoko. Yoko then loses to Hogan, then beats Hogan, and then... It, that turns into a clusterfuck. Um, or any time after Yoko regained the title at King of the Ring. Yes. Turning him face, letting him win the title, and then holding it for a, a couple months. Yoko could have won it back, and then you could have had the double main event at, at WrestleMania 10, and he could have went to Sean. Or you could have just made that ladder match for the world title and gotten Yokozuna off the show twice. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I want to say, yeah, right, right off the bat, that, that, that 
that rumble spot. Three. Give give it to give it to him there. Have have him lose to somebody at Mania. Like for me, I think part of the problem with the WWF timing is literally that timing. WWF back then didn't really do the whole, hey, put the title on this guy for two weeks thing or two months or whatever. Back then, it seemed to, I mean, because, like, honestly, it's why Owen Hart never won the belt either, and he should have in 94. So I don't know that Razor, because of the timing of when he was in WWF and when he left, I don't know that he actually, there. I don't know that there was a point when I would have put the title on him there. In WCW, I'm honestly shocked that he was never champion. And I was not an avid enough watcher to be able to pinpoint a time where I'd say, oh, yeah, he should have done it then. But it is literally just shocking that he never was champion there. Like, when Mike and I were first talking about this topic, I thought we were going to only talk about the WWF until I realized, through by way of Mike, that he was never champion in WCW either. Yeah, it's 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 fucking insane. I mean, I mean, every everybody, every almost everybody in the NWO had a, had a had a minute with the title, and you don't give it to Scott Hall. You don't give it to one of the or the three that even made that fucking matter. And I think, and I think that's because of because at that point Scott was already fighting the inner battle. Well, you're probably right. His reliability had started going down. He had started not being in any kind of shape. To the way they hot potatoed shit. Like, if he doesn't show up one night, fucking just oh, no, have I'm to not, I'm You know what I mean? I, 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 get I get it. You don't want to reward a guy for making bad. I think, that's, I think that's more or less what it is. But but maybe it's this, and, and I'm not trying to be this guy because I don't, like, I don't really like to speak negative because I think this person had a very – integral role in the wrestling business and I like to not be one of those people that shit on him religiously but maybe this is a fucking Vince Russo problem I mean certainly could be because Vince Russo didn't give him the title in WWE Scott leaves Vince leaves Vince shows up in fucking WCW he doesn't give him the fucking title in WCW either good point this is a Vince Russo problem because I mean at this point when he showed up Obviously, Hogan getting the world title first was always the, role, the the route that you were running, but he could have gotten the title at some point in those first couple of years in WCW. He could have gotten him in the, the later half when it was Wolfpack versus Hollywood. He could have had it in, in, in multiple times in WWE. Yeah. I've never, I've never thought of that before. Again, and I, and I don't want to be that guy because I actually – appreciate what Vince Russo has done for the business. Yes, Vince Russo is his own worst enemy and he says a lot of dumb shit on social media and on on his shows. But like, I don't want to be that guy that speaks negatively about someone who definitely did a lot of good for the business as well. Um, I feel like this is like, this could be a larger scale. I, I think that, that like his booking style worked the time in which it happened correct I, I i don't i don't necessarily know if he was good for the wrestling business 
what I what what I mean by good is that he was able to show like the shit he did. You were able to see what worked and what didn't work to improve it. Like there always has to be that person that lays the groundwork of okay, Slam TV works, but it has to work this way. I can get behind. I can get behind that. I, you it, know, I think it, more like he was like the the bricklayer of the foundation of the home. Now you have to have the people come in and put in the, the flooring and the drywall and the tile and all that to make it a home. Like, yeah, cool. He was a foundational piece that, that you got to see. Oh, slam booking works, but it has to be done this way. And you got to do it this way and you got to have the right people in place so that you don't fuck it up. Okay. That's fair. That, that That's the way I look at it. And that, that I guess that's the way that I, I explain the most when it comes to that, that terminology because there there are things that he has done that oh, okay like cutting a promo and getting zoomed in right on the guy's face so you can see the beads of sweat and the the veins and all that like that really works whenever you're in a blood feud promo but but he did that for every promo for a while right. and it yeah. was like buddy reel this shit back in like yeah, yeah. it works when austin's in the middle of a feud because you know hey by the way i just got i just hit him with a stunner and then he cut me open because he's wearing fucking full body armor like pain and i got him with another stunner and i gotta fucking make him bleed what exactly <laughs> but like but like the, you zoom in on austin because you see like he he bled at the at the hell in a cell and he's sure. pissed off yeah, absolutely like it makes sense Two promos later, whenever you're talking, I don't need to like, see Mosh and Thrasher um, up close. No. For no reason whatsoever. That's my point. But everyone was like that, and that's the problem. And we're going to overtime. Murray State in San Francisco. Hell. More overtime. Um, all right. So, do anyone else have anything else to add on this one? No. No, I don't I don't okay. think, man. It, it's... It, I, 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 we, we, we touched on it a little bit, um, on our show. I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm putting Scott Hall at the top of my list of, of guys who never were world champion. Um, he's near the top. He's probably on the Mount Rushmore of guys. Um, if I have to pick my number one, I, my, my first instinct is probably always to go Roddy Piper. Um, I don't necessarily think Roddy Piper needed it. I, I, uh, I can list you off my Mount Rushmore right now, just sitting here. Okay. Piper, DiBiase, Owen, Scott Hall. Are we talking, is that, and are you talking just WWF on that one? What? Are you talking just WWF on that one or, or? Sure. Um, mine's probably, DiBiase is such a good one. <laughs> Fuck. Piper, Owen, Razor. I'm gonna go, Mr. Perfect. I like that one too. I, I, I go perfect over DBS, but DBI has such a strong answer too. <coughs> I, I what I feel like is coming out of this, and and I know we've talked about the bracket for the ugliest title belt. Doing that one. I think we might have one that we got to do before. Guys who never won a world title. Greatest non-world champions of all time. Yeah, that that's that's a good one. I think that's one that we're. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the bracket. I'm gonna see if we can come up with. What I mean, what what sixteen or thirty-two? I mean, between between us, we can probably come up with thirty-two. I, I will obviously I can enlist the three count boys as well. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, because I, I, I would want this to be almost like a joint joint effort. Well, the, the three-count region and the take-three region? Yes. <laughs> I like that. Man, that's – yeah. Yeah, we and, can definitely, we can come up with 32, I'm sure. We, we can come together for the final four and make it like a super show. I mean, fuck. I mean, I can come up with probably 10 right now. I mean, what did we, what did we say? Piper, Razor, Owen, DiBiase, Perfect, Jake the Snake. Davy boy. Um, I mean, as much of a dick as he is, Snooka. Snooka is there. Um, I said, I said, Jake Roberts. I'm just, Rick, I, I have the WrestleMania Rick, seven. Rick Rude. <laughs> oh, definitely fucking Rick Rude. Um, I mean, did did Andre technically hold the title? He held the title, but he never won. He was never actually world champion. I don't think he's ever listed as a world champion. Let me but that's, that's, that's what we'd have to go look at, but that, that could be a random name that you could add. I don't think he was ever technically WWF champion. Let me, let's see, championships, accomplishments. Oh, I guess that he is recognized as a WWE champion. Okay. That's so, so we have nine. In like a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely come up with thirty-two. Yeah, for sure. All right, so so we'll we'll table that. I'll I'll, I'll get the brackets going on that because I can get that started this weekend. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, let's go to our wrestlers of the week for the week that ended yesterday, which is now uh, three seventeen, no longer three sixteen. Because what? What? Fascinating note. Uh, I used to live in an apartment that was 316. I currently live in that apartment. If I lived one house over, I'd be 316. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So, wrestlers of the week for this week. Uh, you guys know how it works. We nominate our, basically, our 27 wrestlers for the month, and then we vote on the top 25. Um Actually, no, it's 36 wrestlers that we nominate if no one gets doubled up. Uh, all right, Jim is the guest. He'll be taking Ernest's picks this week. Uh, he gets what start. even is that? Oh. That doesn't sound good. Dogs calls and problems again. Uh, you say I get to go first? Yep. Thank God, because I get the easy one. Thunder Rosa. Uh, see, that's what we like to do with Ernest sometimes, too, is we, we like to give him the softball. Because like he obviously hasn't watched shit, so I know, like, dude, I love how he's like, like he he professes to be an AEW mark. He's like, I haven't even watched AEW in seventeen weeks. And doesn't he sound oddly proud of it? Like, like here's the deal. I, I don't I don't watch SmackDown every week. I I will probably catch SmackDown as it airs at least once a month. Uh, I, I I will have Raw on. Uh, just about every Monday, unless I'm doing something. Um, I've caught some of NXT as of late. I will have Dynamite on every Wednesday, unless the Capitals are playing. Um, like, or if I'm doing something. Like, mm-hmm. there will be weeks that I miss stuff, but like, I'm acutely aware of what's going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I've never gone a month without, without seeing a program. <laughs> That that that's very crazy to me. But yeah, Thunder Rosa, that one's easy. Oh, God bless us all for the rest of these. Um, 
All right, I'm going to go next. Uh, I will take uh, – he had a fairly decent match, I felt like, at NXT 2.0, retaining his NXT championship. I'll take Dolph Ziggler. I actually kind of do – you, do you like what they're doing with mixing so, – with, like, the Miz going down there doing Miz TV? I, I do because of who they're using. Yeah, it, it's smart. Like, okay, Miz is over and up. Yeah, he could get some 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 heat going. Like, yeah, send him. Like, send a couple of these people that actually make sense. And like the sad thing is, like, these are things they probably should have done with Black and Gold NXT. Um, I think they need to do them now to make people go, oh, let me check this out. And and I'm actually seeing a lot more people who are talking about how much they actually really enjoy uh, the the bioluminescent bland, brand bland. NXT paintball. Uh, Joseph. Uh, my number one will be Kevin Owens, who who received a formal response to his invitation to Stone Cold Steve Austin for going to the prom, and also then beat Seth Rollins to protect his date. Um, although I still think we're going to end up with Rollins versus Owens at, like, night two of WrestleMania, to be honest. But they gave it away for Raw, on Raw for free, so the fuck do I know? By the way, unrelated, but I still always like to point this out because I feel like the world doesn't point this out enough, and it's one of those things because I think it's brilliant. The fact that Stone Cold Steve Austin used to be stunning Steve Austin, and his finisher was the stunner. I don't, you know what? I might as well just. <laughs> That's fun today, Joe. I'm just learning a lot of things today. Attaboy. I'm just learning. Well, actually, I learned about the WrestleMania 10 entrance. Yesterday, because I think because now we're at twelve thirty four. Yep. So now I've learned. I've learned my. hello. I've learned my thing for today. Thank you, Joe. Took care of that early. Uh, Jim, Jim, the floor is yours for your next selection. Um, I mean, some might say he did not have a great week. Um, but I am going to show my love for Big E. Um, the man. Yes, he broke his neck, but the fact that um dude walked away from that spot um and 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 without having any um you know paralyzation or anything like that and he's in he's that man seemed happier with an his broken neck in a neck brace than I've ever been in my life. So God bless you Biggie. Uh I'm going to show you some love on this one. He's yeah, that's 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 damn. It's like he's gonna be out of WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, it's not good, man. It's a bummer. Um, because of how bad of a week it was in professional wrestling, I get to make this pick now because this is gonna be fucking entertaining. Uh, my second pick this week is gonna be none other than the leader of the Bullet Club. Give me Jay White, um, as he was able to get the rest of those fucks on the same page. And kicked out the um, Gorillas of Destiny uh, at the World at, uh, at the New Japan Cup. So give me Jay White for actually getting shit together. Joseph, 
Uh, I don't know. Give me the fucking Hardy Boys because they're back and they've won two matches in the last like since last week. And did they wrestle twice? Well, they wrestled on Dynamite. Didn't they wrestle? They might not have wrestled on Rampage. Okay, fair. But still, though, they they're back together. They're cosplaying as their '90s self. It's kind of awesome. Jeff Hardy just randomly starts dancing sometimes. It's really kind of working. I love him in AEW, to be perfectly honest. Like, let's go. He is the only person that can make me almost give a fuck about Matt Hardy. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, I couldn't get, like, once he decided he's not going to be broken Matt Hardy anymore, I couldn't give a shit about Matt Hardy. In with the HFO, the AHFO, the HMO, the Home Mortgage Organization, whatever it is. I don't care about Matt Hardy. He tried, he, he just tried to get more abbreviations than Bianca Belair. He really did. Uh, so my third. Yep. Hmm. I'll do it, Mike, so you don't have to. I'll fall on this sword for you. Uh, successful intercontinental title defense last Friday on SmackDown. Um, because we're just coming fresh off the, uh, the St. Patrick's Day, the, the Irish intercontinental champion himself, Rick O'Shea. He's still a dick. He's still a dick. Um, all right, my last selection, I was going to go sentimental, and I was just going to give it to Scott Hall here, um, but we've talked about Scott a lot on this show, um, and I feel like if we put Scott Hall in there, he would automatically be uh, the wrestler of the month, so I don't necessarily know that I want to go that route um, from a sentimental value since we've given him the entire show. So I'm actually going to go with a man who won at the New Japan Cup and the way that he was victorious was by knocking out the current IWGP United States champion, which is Sonata. I will take Will Ospreay. Are you serious? I am, Mark. <laughs> I don't know who else to pick, so I'll go the sentimental route and take Scott Hall. All right, Joe's taking Scott Hall. We got him on there either anyway. So, All right, again, the, the wrestlers nominee uh, for this week – Thunder Rosa, Biggie, and Ricochet from uh, Jim. Uh, Ricochet is still a dick. We've confirmed. Uh, my picks, Dolph Ziggler, Jay White, and Will Ospreay. Joe's is Kevin Owens, the Hardys, and Scott Hall. So that's the wrestlers of the week. Next week will be the second to last week uh, of nominees for the month. We're going to have a couple extra nominees this month because this week, uh, this month runs you know, four Thursdays or five Thursdays instead of four. So we'll have a couple extra nominees for that. Um, and then we'll, of course, uh, that's actually going to be fun because coming back from WrestleMania, we'll have our March to add to the first two months as well as all the nominees from that. So that'll be a fun thing at the, uh, the first show in April. Um, anything else, anybody, anything else to add before we go, before Jim starts plugging stuff? Uh, Joe? I have made a shocker. Jim, plug away. Yeah, of course, uh, Big Jim Sports on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Three Count Thursday uh, at Three Count Thursday, always the number three on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, threecountthursday.com. Subscribe on all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. 
Uh, hit the link tree. All of the stuff is on the website. Uh, Huddle Up Podcast. I think we're going to be recording something next week. Uh, cause that's kind of going to be the theme in, in the off season. I'm not going to do live shows, uh, during the off season, but I think we're going to touch on some of the craziness of the NFL, uh, trades and signings and all that. Um, baseball's back. So I think we're going to, we're going to get a, um, variety of guests, uh, on that one. So, um, make sure you go to, uh, Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, YouTube and, uh, and all of that. Again, link trees, uh, have all the links. Uh, Huddle Up also has a T public store. Uh, just like three counts. So, um, find all the links again. Th- th- that's going to be the easiest thing is just, um, you can even find stuff. On, I have a link tree on my Twitter. So, um, hit them there and, uh, and check all the stuff out. Always fun, uh, chatting with you boys. Yeah. We appreciate you filling in for the toolbox. Um, we appreciate you basically being the fourth member of the show uh, now, now that we've decided to expand without talking to him. Um, follow the show at take the number three wrestling on Twitter. You can follow me at they call me burn. Uh, if you want to, for some reason, follow a giant snap on toolbox on Twitter. You can follow him at EJ Christian seven. Um, Joe is on Twitter. I'm not going to plug that. I'll let him do that. Cause you know, it's his he thing. Likes, he likes to plug it. I mean, I mean, if you want to see me naked, go, go follow Alonzo Diaz 2021 on Twitter. And if you don't, Block it. Just yeah. block an account. Block Do yourself a favor. It's uh, the most Twitter followers I've ever had. I'm at 369. <laughs> Shocker. You'd have the number. Shocker, the number would end in 69. You probably told people to stop following you so they could just stay in 69 all night. <laughs> um, other than that, we'll be back next week where we'll uh, we'll talk about the week of wrestling as well as some other fun topics. Uh, until then, uh, thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us for the last hour or so. We'll, we'll see you guys later from the Take Through Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>